This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. Day 13 on the election campaign and the question now is whether the two greatest enemies in Irish politics might just be forced to get it together. Good evening and happy Monday. It's day 13 of general election 2016. I'm Gavin Riley and this is Today FM's Election Daily. Not coming to you from Today FM studios in the heart of Dublin tonight, but rather from Limerick, where we're here ahead of RTE's seven-way leaders debate kicking off on TV at 9.30 tonight. It is the first and only time in the campaign that the leaders of Renewa, the Social Democrats and the Anti-Austerity Alliance People Before Profit will all get a chance to share a stage with the leaders of the four other major parties. We'll get back to that debate a little bit later in today's podcast. Firstly, as this is the first episode since last Friday, we have to start with an opinion poll that casts this otherwise fairly dull election in a whole new light. Now the changes in the Red Sea poll in the Sunday Business Post were all within the margin of error but they did appear to confirm a trend that was established in another Red Sea poll from Paddy Power a few days earlier. Now the poll was taken between Monday and Thursday of last week so it was before the fairly chaotic scenes of last week's first debate on TV3 and Thursday night but it was in the midst of four days where gangland crime had propelled the issue of crime and justice to the top of the agenda and in that poll Fine Gael stood on 28%. That is down three points from an identical poll conducted a week earlier. Labour meanwhile were on 8% down two. That's combined five point drop for the coalition parties then on 36%. Nowhere near all automatic re-election. Fianna Fáil are on 18%, up 1% on the previous week, but the big winners are Sinn Féin, up 3 points in a week to 20%. And that's a week in which the party has been at the end of some relentless criticism for its stance on the Special Criminal Court, that criticism appearing to do nothing to hurt Sinn Féin's support, and if anything, harden the support in their favour. Independence and others, by the way, up 1 point to 26. But the outcome of the polls seemed fairly clear. Coalition parties at a combined 36%, as I said, would not get re-elected, but neither would any hypothetical coalition of Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin. So on these numbers, the only viable option would be the unthinkable, a coalition between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. And before I bring you Enda Kenny's answer to this yesterday, let's first just go back to last Thursday when Fianna Fáil's Michal Martin was given his opportunity to unequivocally rule out a partnership with Fine Gael. As far as I'm concerned, it is entirely legitimate for me as a leader of a political party uh, to say that I want to maximise my seats and our votes. I'm, I'm not in any shape or form contemplating Enda Kenny in government the next time round because the majority of people are saying to us, we do not want Enda Kenny as Taoiseach. And we do not want this government back. People want a change of government for a fairer Ireland. That's my obligation to the Irish people. Let's just go back and focus on one word. It was the word that indicated he hadn't quite ruled it out. Contemplating. Contemplating. He's not contemplating working with Fine Gael. That doesn't necessarily mean he's ruling it out. It just means he's not thinking about it. The same way that Louis van Gaal might not be contemplating getting the sack at Man United. It doesn't mean it might not happen. But anyway, with that word in mind, take a listen now to what Enda Kenny had to say on that matter at the launch of Fine Gael's manifesto on Valentine's morning. I do not contemplate any circumstances in going into government with Fianna Fáil. Half of the Fianna Fáil party want to join with Sinn Féin. If that's the case, you'll have flight from the land, flight of investment, and decimate the job creation programme that's here. We are offering the people a real, stable government of Fine Gael and Labour. We had this in the past before, where polls go up and down and everybody's got their opinions. At the end of the day, governments, governments uh, govern, but people rule. 
Now again, that doesn't quite sound unequivocal, so News Talk's Chris Donoghue asked the question a second time. Tisha, given the strength of your continuous answers around Fianna Fáil this afternoon, will you, Enda Kenny, personally rule out serving as Taoiseach in a government that includes Fianna Fáil? I do not contemplate doing business with Fianna Fáil, that, that period. That was my question, Taoiseach. Will that's you, my answer. I do not contemplate doing business with Fianna Fáil, period. But will you personally rule out serving as Taoiseach? I, I, I've given you so many answers to this question. You haven't given I am putting, Chris, I am putting Chris, the Chris, Chris, Chris. I am putting the proposition here to you, Chris. I want Fine Gael and Labour re-elected. I ask the people respectfully for their support for our programme. There again, by the way, is that magic word. I do not contemplate doing business with Fianna Fáil. It's the same word that Micheál Martin used. Contemplating. Now this naturally sent the political correspondence into something of a speculative frenzy. With both Micheál Martin and Enda Kenny having failed to clearly rule out the prospect, it suddenly appeared that the two were deliberately leaving their options open in case the unthinkable suddenly became necessary. This incidentally was at the launch of Fine Gael's election manifesto, which by some distance is the biggest booklet of the four major parties. Its flagship promises were the abolition of the universal social charge, full employment by 2020, the recruitment of 10,000 new public servants and an increase in the minimum wage to €10.50 an hour. There were, by the way, similar options on the table this morning when Labour followed suit with their own manifesto launch in DIT in Grange Gorman. They are promising full employment by 2018 with a higher minimum wage, €11.30, which is the national living wage. They're also trying to make home ownership more realistic for everybody, including a save-to-buy scheme that would top up somebody's savings by 25% if they're looking for a deposit. And that would mean a maximum of six grand over five years for somebody saving up a deposit. Now, even before we got to ask about yesterday's poll, it did seem that Labour was clear to argue the case for being part of another coalition. Here is Public Expenditure Minister and one of Labour's few safe seats nationwide, Brendan Howland. A vote for Labour is a vote for good government. We've proven that. A vote for Labour is a vote for competence. A vote for Labour is a vote for stability. A vote for Labour is a vote for balance. Balance between left and right. Balance between liberal and conservative. People for whom compromise is a national duty, not a dirty word. Now, I was struck by this language, I have to say. It almost sounded to me as if Labour had had compromised even with its own manifesto instead of fighting a campaign based on its ideals and then moderating them later in coalition talks. Um, I questioned Brendan Howland about that later and he clarified that voting for Labour would mean a guaranteed left-wing presence to balance out the right-wing factors of another party. So that's what he meant by compromise. He went on to argue, by the way, that whatever about the speculation of a Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil partnership, there was only one viable option left on the table. Two parties uh, with the potential to have a majority have said we will provide a stable government for the next five years. And by the way, we've a proven track record of doing it on a balanced basis. And it is fair. You know, because Sinn Féin or Fianna Fáil use the word fair and balanced... Fox News uses the word fair and balanced. It's not necessarily a fact. And Alan Kelly followed up with confidence that when voters really thought about it, he was sure Labour would be retained. When all of this is digested, um, I believe that the people will focus in on uh, who are the party they can, parties they can trust, what is the government that can deliver. And as part of that uh, government, the Labour Party will have to have uh, a large say and a large role. I asked Joan Burton, by the way, whether she was beginning to feel under pressure about the talk of this Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil coalition and whether the increasing speculation about it would see Labour squeezed out of the national conversation and indeed potentially out of government. Her answer was quite long, but this is the climax of it. Everybody, almost, pr- pretty much everybody, lost something in the recession. 
Even people who are very well off ended up paying extra taxes. But the people who lost the most were the people who lost their jobs and lost their businesses. More than 330,000 of them on Fianna Fáil's watch. So, I mean, I actually think that people should pause and reflect on what Fianna Fáil might do if returned to office. I, I, I actually don't think they want that. It's very clear from uh, both local and national discussions uh, that Fianna Fáil actually want to sit this one out, just as in fact Sinn Féin do as well. Now, there was one peculiar image that was shared by a lot of the reporters at Labour's launch in DIT today, the manifesto taking place in a deconsecrated church on the grounds of that campus in Grange Gorman. Now, the venue was chosen because five years ago, Fianna Fáil had frozen the spending on the project, which is due to see all of DIT's city centre buildings and campuses relocated to a bespoke campus just outside the city centre. It is basically the UCD Belfield project 40 years on, on the other side of the river. But the venue was also chosen because it's just beside Stonybatter. That's the area in which Joan Burton was raised by her own adoptive family. And it's another little way in which the entire Labour campaign is ultimately being centred around the party leader. And it follows on from the national posters with her face on them and the party political broadcast, which is entirely a first-person exercise from Joan talking about her own story, the opportunities she had in childhood and what she now wants to guarantee for everyone else in the state. But it struck me that With Labour pinning its hopes on such a presidential-style campaign, it was striking that all of the clearest images and all of the punchiest soundbites came from Brendan Howland and then from Alan Kelly. Now, this might be a slightly vain or a slightly vapid way of looking at things, and that criticism is fair enough, but from a radio reporter's perspective, in nearly an hour of a press conference, this was the closest to a soundbite that I thought the Labour leader came. The priority for progressive voters has to be protect, consolidate and extend the gains of the past five years. So we need a second term to finish the job and, as it were, remodel, remake Ireland post the crisis. And and we've set that out in the manifesto. Anyway, the issue of the unthinkable coalition came back to the Taoiseach in the afternoon when he was launching Fine Gael's health policy, and it seemed that after a day of thinking about it, Enda Kenny now wanted to nail down his position. I thought the people in the media would be would, are very careful about records as you play them back to us very often. I was the first party leader to rule out Fianna Fáil. I've ruled them out on at least 10 occasions in the last fortnight and i will do so again now, very clearly. There was some other good news for Enda Kenny this morning. There was another constituency poll in the Irish Independent. Now, you might remember there was one last week in Dublin West which showed that Joan Burton might be in danger of losing her own seat out there. This one in Mayo had no such concern for Enda Kenny. In fact, his performance and that of his running mate Michael Ring are so strong that their surpluses in Mayo could bring Fine Gael home for the third seat out of four. Michelle Mulhern overcoming Sinn Féin's Rose Conway Walsh and Fianna Fáil's Lisa Chambers to take the fourth and final seat in what is being reduced from five seats to four. The only prospect of Fine Gael apparently losing that seat is if Fianna Fáil manages to split its vote a little bit more precisely so that Dara Kaliri can hand over some votes to Lisa Chambers and bring the two of them home. Now, as it happens, my Today FM colleague Juliette Gash was with Michelle Mulhern yesterday as she canvassed in Mayo in an afternoon that underlined just how much energy is being put into this campaign. This morning we've been at Kilmovee Church, then moved on to Kilkelly. It's an opportunity after Mass to meet with people and have a chat and get a response and ask them for their number one vote. Michelle Mulhern and her canvassers gather in Collarin's Pharmacy in Charlestown ahead of the second phase of today's canvas. Better get going or we won't, we won't get anyone done. With the redrawing of the constituency, Michelle is now covering an area previously represented by colleague John O'Mahony, who's moved to Galway West. 
East Mayo is mostly rural, so being accompanied by local man Johnny Hart is crucial. But the issues do get raised. And angrily by some. But John O'Mahony gone, this would be my area to. John O'Mahony gone. Yes. He was never here. We'd look you up who you are if we get broadband round here. Who's over broadband round here? John O'Mahony was. He didn't do a f***ing thing for the place round here. We can't get broadband. We've kids going to school, they need it for homework and everything. We can't get it. How are you getting the broadband? He's beyond in Westport f***ing spouting about improving it when we can't get it at all here. Have you any broadband service? It depends which way the wind is blowing. Broadband is a major issue. And the lack of jobs is another. I have one in Australia. I'm one in. You do. Well, we'd like to get. We'd, we'd like to get them home. Yeah. But when they come home, it's impossible for them to get jobs. Nevertheless, Finnegall's message on the recovery is reaching some voters. We'll try and keep the country going if we can. Yeah, yeah and that's right. And we get then we'll get the three seats for the county. Exactly. With that regard. And even the priest in Kilmovie is supportive. Particularly of Johnny Hart. You have a great man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. Willie O'D. Here. According to the latest poll, transfers from Enda Kenny and Michael Ring should help push Deputy Mulhern over the line with a bit of luck. Look, the best of Thank you very much. I appreciate your support. Thanks very much. Bye. Juliet Gash, Today FM News in Mayo. We also had our talking taxi back on the road today. Helen Vaughan and her trusty chauffeur Cue Ball were down in Cork to hear what's exercising rebel minds in the run-up to polling day. Well, homelessness is a big problem here in Cork, you know, and, and there's a lot of students who can't get accommodation. Well, I think at the moment the big, big issue is homelessness. I really do. I think it's very serious. Can you come in and sit down? Oh, Jesus. It'll just take a minute. The homeless problem in Cork has emerged as one of the key issues that voters care about as they prepare to go to the polls next week. And I also think the um, refugees, you know, that refugee crisis, people coming in here, sure, they're bringing them in and we have room for our own people. And I'm not racist, but I hope you're not taking me on video, I see. <laughs> Come in and have a seat. Are you from Cork? I'm from Tralee. Tralee, yeah. but you live in Cork? Yeah. And do you know what issues matter to you this election? Do any issues matter to you? So they're all the same, like. In terms of what? They're all lying. I don't know, I just, the way I see it is like everyone's just out to get something on everyone, like, and no one really has any aims or objectives, like, to fix anything. This young voter feels disillusioned as he tries to figure out how to use his first vote. To be honest, I don't find any of it appealing, like, that just be just me, like, in general, like, you know, like, you see him on the news and you see him, like, on Vincent Brown and all that, like, and just and none of it appeals to me, like... Because they're all just saying the same thing, like, and they're all making promises which they're not really going to keep, like. You just want to come in and have a seat? Yellow submarine. Don't mind those fellas. <laughs> well, I suppose the, the economy, jobs, um, and there have been good steps lately on that. That, I would see the economy, jobs, as the main thing for Cork. We're about the only city in the world that hasn't got parking meters and proper parking facilities for people who want to just casually use the city. Uh, it's a bypass for tourists. It's a bypass for people with self-drive cars. The future planning development of Cork doesn't suit a city financial environment. But many voters seem yet to make up their minds ahead of polling day on Friday the 26th of February. I find it really hard to decide this time because you know, they all just seem to be saying the same stuff and then the ones who aren't don't have enough to back up what they're saying. It's very easy to say low taxes and great services, but you know that doesn't balance out. Helen Vaughan, Today FM News on Patrick Street in Cork City. Now today is February the 15th and it does have some historical significance in Ireland. First of all, there isn't just one TV debate tonight. There are two. 
Just as the seven-way leaders debate is ending up on RTE, there'll be a four-way debate kicking off on TV3, that one between the deputy leaders of the four major parties. James Riley, Alan Kelly and Mary Lou MacDonald will all be there. Fianna Fáil doesn't have a deputy leader, so Barry Cowan will be stepping up to the plate for them. February the 15th is also the anniversary of Ireland's first ever TV debate, fittingly enough. It was on this debate in 1982, 34 years ago today, that Gareth Fitzgerald and Charles Hawhey took part in Ireland's first ever televised head-to-head. Here's some of the audio thanks to the RTE archive on Twitter. This is a snippet from the introduction from the host of Today Tonight, a very different Barry Cowan. As both sides attempt to balance the books, to walk the tightrope stretched between the near irreconcilables of political popularity and economic necessity. On Thursday, one side or the other must fall, and that decision will be yours. So far, the opinion polls indicate that the country is undecided. So, for the first time in the history of the state, the alternative Tishik face each other and plead their individual cases for support. Now, before we go, one bit of crack from the day and from our colleague at the Irish Daily Mail, Senan Maloney. While Labour was launching its manifesto, Senan was paying fairly close attention to the photographs in the booklet and he noticed that while Alan Kelly appears only three times, his colleague, the junior minister, Jed Nash, is in there five times. First of all, I have to tell you the bad news that there are more pictures of Jed Nash in the manifesto than there are of you. Um, <laughs> I didn't get that. You didn't know that, but I'll have to have a word with him. You've just been Very standing dead. on this platform um, introducing and hailing the first female leader of the Labour Party, but you've also spoken recently about your own uh, vaulting ambition, how we've never met anybody more ambitious than you, and that power is a drug to yourself. I'm wondering, because you've thereby pulled the limelight away from Joan Burton in this most difficult of campaigns, do you regret that, and will you apologise to her now? <laughs> no, um, um, thank you, Senan, for that. Uh, no that, set up there, Senan. Thanks. Detailed uh, question. Um, no, I can assure you, I um, have never taken the limelight off Joan uh, as our party <coughs> leader. She's doing an exceptional, absolutely exceptional job, and I believe everyone who enters uh, Linster House has a level of ambition and want to go as Ooh. far as they can, and that's uh, that's the norm for everybody across all parties. So, um, I look, but uh, I'm delighted with your observations. Now, one final thing, just to let you know, I'm doing an Ask Me Anything style thread tomorrow on boards.ie. It's called Now You're Talking to a Political Correspondent. It's over on the AMA subforum on boards.ie, so do check that out. I'll be popping in for an hour or two tomorrow afternoon, so do pop into that thread if you have any questions for me, and I will do my best to answer them there tomorrow on boards.ie. In the meantime, if there's anything you want to say to me about the podcast or anything else, do send me an email, gryley at todayfm.com, or you can message me on Twitter. I'm at gavriley. I'm Gavin Riley. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow for more Election Daily.